Welcome to the My Rules Are Better podcast. I'm Tom Barbelay. I had brief correspondence with Barney Decker through the week through Discord, indicating that he may read the rules. I've changed my thinking. My plan is now to release it electronically as well as in physical book form. And due to the nature of the fact that my friend who was going to be doing the graphic design for it in the UK is currently dealing with some personal matters, it just doesn't seem appropriate for me to continue to use that trajectory with Ingram Sparks, being the publisher. And I'm returning to Lulu, who hopefully will enable for good cover design and various other things. So my hope is to have those books copyrighted, and which is just a process of submitting them to the Library of Congress. And as the original topic is not going to be covered in this writing, so much the better. So sometime over the next month, I'll probably get it submitted to the Library of Congress. And then sometime over the next month or two, I will start doing cover designs and other things through Lulu. The anticipation is to have something available by an end of the year time frame, I think. That seems very doable. And I'm returning to my own simulation work as well. Well, I've always doing my own simulation work, but I'm returning to a certain aspect of my simulation work, which is taking a bit more time. The reason I'm recording this podcast is associated with 15mm World War II miniature rules. So for my birthday this year, I bought some Flames of War books. Uh, you really aren't allowed... I mean, there's not really that many books left. It's a very curious thing. What has happened to Flames of War in the past six to ten years? Well, I used to own Flames of War books, and I gave them away... I don't know when I gave them away. Probably before or during my time in the Bay Area. So I've repurchased a couple of them, and I'm waiting on a general book. And I was thinking about this, actually... My long-suffering friend and co-worker Jason, who has even played games with Barney Dicker and obviously was part of the work Dungeons & Dragons game and a bunch of other stuff, he and I see each other periodically. And I saw him recently and I asked him if he'd ever played 40k because my thought was, well, if he's never played 40k before, we might get into a 40k game and I might be able to bring out my orcs and my ultramarines and we might actually be able to have some 40k battles. Thank you very much. And he said, no, what interests me in 40k is the VR perspective. Apparently there's a new Space Marine or perhaps Terminator armor-based VR game, which is what interests him with regards to 40k currently. Nothing like anything that might interest me, unfortunately. I'm in the process of talking with my man Rochi, who rhymes with crutch, about uh, some Sisters of Battle, which I had sent him probably about this time last year, I seem to recall. So I said, pick out 20 of them, paint them nicely. We'll call letter a Sisters of Battle Force 20 to 28. Also, in the miniatures that I'd sent him in total, he's been able to find some Beasts of Chaos in the pack. So he's making some Nurgle stuff for me, including some Beasts of Chaos. I don't even remember sending him Beasts of Chaos. Welcome to the nature of the lead pile. Anyway. Thinking about the Flames of War rules, because I discarded them, I thought, oh, wait, what's the name of this podcast you record periodically? Isn't it My Rules Are Better? Shouldn't I be thinking about actually writing rules for 15mm? Or actually, I have the Games Workshop rules for 20mm squirreled away somewhere. Why do I even need rules? I know, well, just in my bookshelf, I have enough stuff on the Home Guard and the Waffen SS to make people very suspicious about my... Partial Jewish origins, thank you very much. So, my thought was, why do I need the Flames of War Call rulebook? Why do I need to buy it on eBay for $12.45, which I've done, when this podcast is called My Rules Are Better? 
surely I should have some rules for these kind of miniatures. Well, actually, the aim was slightly different than all of this. The aim was to get to a position where Jason, my long-suffering co-worker, would say, ooh, I'm interested in playing some Second World War rules in 15mm. Said no one ever. So, the irony is, I'm kind of debating to say, Rochi, just let's forget the sisters' battle. No need. The only thing that saved me in this thought was potentially that my daughters might one day look at these women wearing power armor in some positive light and think, oh, maybe we want to play some Sisters of Battle and my orcs will come out then in mass. Thank you very much. So I'm left pondering. And look, the reason I'm even talking about Flames of War and not 20 millimeter, which is my preferred scale in the smaller scales. Thank you very much. Of course, 28 millimeter is my favorite scale in the scales. But uh, the whole reason I'm talking about Flames of War is because I have three, four, maybe even, Flames of War armies. I can field Germans at any stage of their particular, but nothing associated with Tobruk. Can't do Africa Core. Can't do Desert Rats. Thank you very much. Don't have those in the smaller scales. Uh, do I? I don't even think I have them in 28mm. My World War Two is decidedly European, decidedly... German and British, and some space for partisans, thank you very much, be they probably Russian partisans by the looks of things. No Russians. Well, I've got Romanians, but no Russian in my 28mm. Anyway, so, reflecting on actually purchasing, having had the Flames of War rules at one stage and given them away, purchasing a little booklet of the Flames of War rules, shouldn't I feel guilty? Hmm, pondering that. So, let's talk a little bit about the Chechen rules while I'm pontificating in front of an open mic. I spent a bit of time looking at Al-Khattab last night, and really, as I said in my earlier podcast, the whole nature of looking at Chechnya in anything other than pure fantasy and wonder just doesn't cover the depth, and it makes me actually realise quite sadly that what's happened in Chechnya and what would happen with Chechen rules and what happens between the First and Second Chechen Wars and what happens with all the previous incursions, is a small number of people are killed. The favourite statistic of mine is 10% of the people are in favour of Russia, 15% of the people are in favour of the rebels, and 75% of the people want to live their lives, thank you very much. That's just the nature of the Chechen conflict. That's the way it was. And the young men that were recruited into the Chechen forces, the rebel Chechen forces, were just idealists that were stupid in their behaviours. And why would one want to memorialise that? Well, I spend a good three pages outlining why I wasn't going to write Second World War just playing Chaos Rules. I actually explain that in the, the end of the rule book, which you soon will be able to purchase both physically and electronically if you so desire to do such a thing. And I'm wondering now whether the world needs a set of Chechen rules from me, which isn't really a thought explicitly. But just it struck me as strange, the whole correspondence with Cheyenne, that realistically he wanted something that wasn't there, but was there at some stage. And I'm thinking just for myself, I need to be concentrating more on software after I've gotten these texts out, because it's the software, after all, that's what I've been working on most in my after hours development. And it's somewhat closer to actually getting to points of Real progress and breakthrough, which is always what's kept me programming software. And less so this particular podcasting space. So my understanding is that Rochi, as a 
really, really old Citadel demon that I purchased with him. Well, I, we purchased three demons between us from some demon seller. I purchased two of them. He purchased one of them. He's painted up one of them for me. He's going to paint up the other one slightly nerdly. Thank you very much. Speaking of slightly nerdly, shout-outs to Nurgling, who has helped out through this writing, but unfortunately, the nature of his work takes precedence over him, assisting in certain circumstances, but he's assisted well above and beyond, so I'm not even really fussed because of that. So anyway, Rochi, whose name rhymes with Crotch, finishing up some Nurgle-related stuff for me, then doing a little bit of Sisters of Battle, then doing a little bit of green skins, and I have one, two, three, four additional boxes, I think, that I'm sending him. Two more in the cupboard, maybe five additional boxes that I'm sending him of old lead, thank you very much, which I've found in my collection, dating back to 2004. And then once that's done, that's done. That's it with the lead pile, which is what I find particularly curious Look at these Flames of War rules for places like Tabuk and Off the Beach. You can't get a Flames of War starter set that has British versus Germans. Thank you very much. The best you can get is British versus Italians or Americans versus Germans. So this is the whole nature of saving Private Ryan. This is the practical realities of what the Second World War in Europe will really like, which we won't talk about necessarily in this particular podcast. In any case, so... Looking at these things, I thought, oh, how interesting. Oh, pretty, sparkling, new miniatures. Just, 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 just what Tom would like to see. Well, the practicality is I have one, two, three, four Flames of War armies, three of German of various ilks, and one of a mixture of American, uh, Irish, and British from memory. In fact, basically, they can all be British, or they could all be American crossover, or they could all be the kinds of things that landed after D-Day. But without a player to play against, it's just a whole lot of stuff in a suitcase. Thank you very much. So, these are my musings on a Thursday evening, provided to you in podcast form once again, Tom Barbley in Las Vegas, Nevada, signing out.